In a world of podcasts, this is another one. Mm-hmm. I'm Eric Scott. This is Mike. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? Yeah, probably. Thank you, baby. And this is Across the Movieverse. Yeah. What are we talking about? Cool, man. Uh, hey, what's going on? <coughs> it's good to it's good to see you guys <laughs> hanging out uh, in person. That's weird. Yeah, good to see you. I didn't even know you were a real man. I thought just you were a yeah. man on the computer, man behind the, the chat, curtain, chat roulette, or Wizard of Oz action. <laughs> um, just your head. Yeah, well, I'm back in town for the holidays. Uh, been staying at your place. We already know all this, but. Uh, you know, our, our avid fans out there probably are wondering. Yeah. Uh, but this week we watched Home Alone 2 uh, because of the, the holidays. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, very fitting that you're back from New York as well. Yeah, I felt a lot of, like, I feel like I understood the movie better now. I, like, know the, the, the references. Uh, I, too, get chased around by thieves quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Do all the, all the do all the taxi drivers have like fucked up eyes and? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I haven't uh, I haven't taken a taxi in yeah. in years. I feel like it's a it's a dying industry. Yeah. They should have those like old style taxi cabs like they had in this movie, like vintage. Yeah. Cabs and they cost like two thousand dollars. Like uh, very nice in there. Like the one De Niro drove in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Or uh, in the sequel, Just Taxi with Jimmy Fallon. I wish, I wish we had access to Queen Latifah's taxi technology. She flips the thing. Yeah. Hides her plates, you know? <laughs> I wish that... She's uh, fucking Danica. It was Danica Patrick. In blackface. That's what that movie was. Yeah. <laughs> Danica Patrick, if that would have... They could not put her in blackface now to be Queen Latifah. I kind of want think, them to. I don't think they, they could have either. Yeah, well, Jimmy Fallon did a... There's a video of him as Chris Rock online, and he's like full black like face, black body, black hands. Black hat. Black body. Was he naked? Uh, I mean, I assume, like, Jimmy Kimmel did it, too. He was a uh, Carl Malone in a video. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. But I think that, that sounds hilarious, though. Like, if you go full black body, it's better than if just you're, your black If face. you fully commit to yeah. the racism, Jimmy that Fallon. becomes kind of like a homage yeah. instead of... Jimmy Fallon, he did do the uh, black versus inwards bit, though, and that's, that's what was over the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it now. Uh, <laughs> man, I uh, when was the last time you watched Home Alone Two? I bet I've seen it. I bet I've seen parts of it forever throughout the year. Yeah. Well, then normally, I'm continually just watching Home Alone Two. It's definitely been a minute. Um, now I mean, now that I don't like have cable, it's I don't. Yeah. It's not like on TV during yeah. Christmas. Disney Plus really uh really saved us on that one. Yeah. I saw Home Alone Three, Home Alone One. Have you seen Home Alone 4? Well, if you've seen one of them, you've seen them all pretty much. Pretty much. I liked Home Alone 3. Uh, I haven't seen Home Alone 3 in so long. That yeah. one. But that, I remember it was it was fun. That well, was that one came out when like we were kids, I think. Yeah, when our brains yeah. still... Yeah, because, I mean, this one was made in 92 when I was born. Um, there's a Home Alone 4 that came out. It might have been just made for TV, and it's like a rich kid. So his... Uh, his schemes can be even better. He's staying like with his dad, who's he doesn't really know or something, and uh, he's like controlling the fireplace with a like an iPad type thing. <laughs> it's like a smart house. Yeah, his gadgets are way yeah way more off the charts. Yeah, but it like makes sense. It's like you have so much money. Of course, you can do all this stuff. Like I don't know. 
It's a good old-fashioned uh, American ingenuity with uh, Macaulay Culkin. Was was Macaulay Culkin, did he, like, play the dad, or was he, like, the director or something of Home Alone 4? No, I think he had a, a crack problem for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so maybe he was the bad and he, guy. And he dated uh, Mila Kunis. He did cool. date him. Similar to the villains in... In the first Home Alone. <laughs> no, in... Uh, what's the surfing movie that we just watched? Oh, similar to the villains in Point Break. Point yeah. Break, yeah. Macaulay Culkin also had a crack problem. <laughs> he, uh, he kind of went downhill. Like, yeah. He's back, dude. He's good now, though. He did it. There's a. They did a commercial on TV for some company, maybe like Verizon or something, where it was like him and Joe Pesci and the guys were trying to break in. They like mm-hmm. redid scenes. It was pretty good. He was still just beating the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> he hits. He hits Marv, uh, the not Joe Pesci guy, uh, with a brick four times in the head from a five-story building. And they drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow he's fine. You and know? They, yeah, they drop that big weight on them. These guys just take an absolute beating. I miss the yeah. days when the villains could just take well, punch after punch and just keep coming very slowly at Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Joe Pesci could not move very fast. No. they. Uh, well, you know, they had to de-age him. Again, he's 200 years old. They de-aged him in Home Alone to be like he was like 50. Yeah. The, it's almost like a cartoon, like how they get beat up. Yeah. Like, yeah. They can just... And the scene where he's getting shocked and it shows a skeleton. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. Um, so the the first AD on Chicago Fire worked on um, both of the movies. Um, well, actually the first one, but um, he told me a story that uh, Joe Pesci, um, because he couldn't swear, that's why he started to say like the freaking freck, 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 freck it. Or whatever when he gets pissed oh, off oh, yeah. oh because he couldn't they didn't want him to swear yeah they didn't want him to swear so like that's why he I thought you, I thought you made those voices like oh after, no after goodfellas and casino he's like i'm never gonna say that again in goodfellas I can't and swear. casino he can just like his improv or if he's like stalling he just is like fuck fuck yeah fuck. but in this he yeah motherfucker you he always ends his sentences with that <laughs> you guys hear that uh low rumble and Click clack. That's uh, our mascot. <laughs> yeah, snoring and farting. Sorry. He's a good guard dog. <laughs> Joe Pesci couldn't get past him. Yeah, they. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll run it back real quick. Talk about the film, and then uh, I got some pretty interesting theories. I put it out on Facebook. Got a good one from there. I looked online. There's a bunch of like fan theories and universe stuff about it. So ones online were pretty were pretty yeah. interesting. I'm starting to post our stuff on Reddit too to see. If anyone see if anyone agrees, just get the chatter going. Yeah, make people tune in a little get bit. These, get these hens chirping. Yeah, uh, yeah, cocking the hen house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starts off, Kevin McAllister, McCoy Culkin. He's uh, he's with his family. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time again. Once again, it's Christmas, and <laughs> in Chicago, they're all scrambling to go on a trip, yeah. just like last year. There's like 15 cousins. Too many cousins. I do not have a big family like that. They all it seems stressful. They all still pick on Kevin, even after they left him at home last year. Yeah. As being the black sheep of the family. He ends he, up. He was doing crack, though. So. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was in the attic. He was doing crack in the attic. Well, they yeah, they threaten him. They say, okay. Well, Michael you, Jackson had to stay on set with him, and yeah. they got the attic. He, he, uh, he got sent to the attic, and he had to sleep with the his in real life little brother, but his like cousin in the movie. 
and he's drinking he's a, a soda. Yeah. He just <laughs> he's always peeing uh, the bed, and they like mention it. And he goes, "Yeah, you have to sleep with me." And he takes a sip of his soda like he knows he's just gonna piss all over their their home. <laughs> Kevin, his classic move is he pees the bed and, and is not ashamed about it. Just yeah, everyone knows. revels in it. He uh he looks like the kid from the Polar Express. <laughs> then the yeah, the cartoon kid. Yeah. So if that was a live action movie, that he would be on the Polar Express. I think. I mean, he does look just like that kid. <laughs> Polar, that's his name. Polar. He's the, got he, in Polar we, Express. No, in Home Alone oh. too. Polar is his cousin. His brother's name is Buzz, and then Kevin. Yeah, and he, he this family is not good. They're like a very bad family they're yeah. mean they're really mean to kevin yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> even the, even his own parents like still don't believe him he's clearly like the very charming smart yeah. capable kid and they're still just fucking they don't believe him on anything they're so mean to him yeah he just wants to play with his little handheld recorder that he had <laughs> he's just recording everything uh i remember watching that growing up and i thought it was the coolest thing ever that you could record somebody. I used to buy all that spy gadget stuff growing up. Yeah. Did you ever buy have that stuff? No. Spying your uncle in the shower. I yeah. Wish, I wish I had an uncle. <laughs> Never had one. And uh, I had like listening devices that I could like like press a button and I could hear like across the room. I had little communicator things. It was great. That's pretty sweet. Listening to across the room. Were you like planting planting them at school and listening? Just trying to. I had these little things that you could set in places, and they were like listening devices you could leave in a room and then leave, and you could listen to it on headphones. What? Yeah. That sounds like it could get pretty creepy, you know? Oh yeah. It really influenced my sexual prowess. Yeah. I uh, still have all of it, and it's uh, since it's so old, it's untraceable. (laughs) They're not gonna get it back to me. Planted all over this town, dude. I've got. I'm like uh, that last scene in Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, when he shows up. I, I, I'm seeing the entire. Sign like, <laughs> our name in, and it'll turn the machine off. Yeah. So, uh, we start off. We realize that Kevin's like. I mean, if you hadn't seen the first one already, they're still treating him badly. He's in the pageant, and he gets a solo, and he's got that little kid high voice solo. Who's <laughs> <laughs> best time? So <laughs> once the Greeks and Romans used to revel over the oh, back yeah. in uh, Mozart Dude. times, they used to uh, cut the little to keep those voices high. They were, it was good. I thought you were saying Greek and Roman times, he'd be a little little fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. Little fuck boy. I realized. They weren't worried about the singing voices in Greek and Roman times. Just no. the fucking. Yeah. If anything, they wanted him to be quieter. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably didn't want him screaming in so much. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> a time for laughter. He's got his solo. He's crushing it. And then his big brother Buzz is playing with like candles, candles that the whole choir is playing with behind his ears. And then he's drumming on his head. And then is like trying to hide it from Kevin as well. The entire audience and choir is laughing. <laughs> They're screaming, laughing, mortifying. Like, like it's the like at a Def Jam comedy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're running around the room. Yeah. Buzz is like patting sweat off of his forehead. <laughs> He's got <laughs> toweling. Like, Look at this motherfucker! I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> he Except has, instead of that killing the crowd, it's just him drumming <laughs> on Kevin's head. That, a woman fainted. She was laughing. That so just shows how bad uh, kids' pageants are. That they're like any sort of like break from what they have to watch. It's just the best. It's so much better. 
So Kevin pushes Buzz, he falls down, everybody falls down like a comedic domino effect, and then this giant wooden Christmas tree Christmas? hits hits that woman, <laughs> that old piano player woman, yeah. definitely kills her. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, it she's she so died. hard. She like, right she definitely Kevin died. Solo, the piano player teacher of like the the director of the musical like gives Kevin a big reassuring smile before his solo. A minute later. <laughs> He is the cause of her death. Yeah, he hits him like hits her just as hard as he would later hit like Joe Pesci and uh, yeah. Marv. Well, I guess maybe in this universe, this cartoon universe, she, yeah. she's probably fine. Then uh, fast forward a little bit, they go to the airport and they tease it like they forgot him, but he's like he's in the seat. Uh, then they get mixed up at the airport. He's following the wrong dad. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, all white guys look the same. <laughs> yeah. All dads look the same. Yeah. Ends up having all dads matter. Trying to change the batteries of his. The start of this movie, the first ten minutes, pretty much every single thing that happens is like a clue for one of the pranks he's gonna pull on Joe Pesci. Like he records his uncle in the shower. He's messing around with the headphones. He sees the hotel on TV. It's like every little thing. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that. We rewatched some of it earlier today. All of uh, Chekhov's guns. Yeah, there, this place is a fucking Chekhov's armory. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Easter eggs dropped everywhere, waiting to hash later on. I mean, uh, the kid's pretty smart. He's yeah. easily the he's smartest so of the. Smart. He's smart, smartest in the family. By far. And they still are just so mean to him. But he ends up with his dad's getting separated, yeah. But has his dad's, like, man purse with his credit card and like a couple thousand yeah like a vacation vacation money yeah like somebody was gonna buy gifts with i think they were going to florida he ended up getting on a plane to new york instead of panicking or anything or he kind of like just freaks out that he is in new york not that he's not with his family and then he just goes to the hotel that he saw yeah the um plaza hotel his family is freaking out they don't know what flight he got on uh, this is Florida. all before phones. Yeah, you could just yeah. leave your kid anywhere before phones. Now those those little fuckers will find you. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just leave your kid somewhere. They don't find out that Kevin's not there <laughs> until they're at the airport. I I assume probably an hour after they land, after passing the bag yeah, down the baggage road, claim, and baggage claim, and they're just trying to pass it to Kevin. Not one of them has talked to him or anything, and that's when they realize that they are missing Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> And she uh, faints. She falls. Catherine, red haired, smoking hot. Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. plays Kevin. She is mom. smoking hot. So now Kevin's alone in New York, and uh, he's just skipping. He goes to every part of town uh, in that opening montage when he's there. Yeah. He's in Chinatown. He's on top of the World Trade Centers. He's uh, like just checking out the Statue of Liberty. Like he's everywhere. He's doing. He that. He's doing like a week's trip worth in one yeah, day. <laughs> Asian fire, Asian uh, hand job part. Yeah, that fire yeah. Works, uh, shop. That was my well dad's store in actually. Chinatown. <laughs> my dad's branches of uh, all of those guys. That was the biggest. That was the biggest thing that happened to fireworks. Yeah, that and cheese pizza. This movie really saved saved two industries. I could go How good did that cheese pizza? pizza? Oh, you want to get pizza? Amazing. Yeah. Before the movie. Yeah. Oh, Amen. We're gonna go see Star Wars after this. Uh, uh, little side note. All right, so Kevin's staying at the most uh, fancy schmancy hotel in New York. Gets in, gets in no problems. Tim, Tim Curry's just like hates him. <laughs> uses that goddamn fucking recorder again to slow down his voice. Hi, this is the father. <laughs> like to book a room. Yeah, that's the whole scheme on the phone. Uses his dad's credit card. 
just uses his just charm and I'm gonna change your voice in this to that deep voice. <laughs> just uses his charm. Just uses his charm to get by that old Professor McGonagall looking mm-hmm. ass lady. <laughs> Curry was another Rob Schneider. Uh, Rob Schneider, was like yeah. The manager of the hotel and Rob Schneider was There's a real who's the that of comedy. <laughs> and they're all doubting him. There's hijinks with Rob Schneider, Kevin not tipping him, uh, for carrying his bags up to his rooms. Kevin ordering a bunch of ice cream and shit, uh, jumping around. Uh, Tim Curry, the manager, like is very skeptical of Kevin and walks in, and Kevin sets it up so that it looks like he his it looks like Kevin's dad who's not there is in the shower, and he plays his uncle's recording. That's genius. The uncle's recording calls Tim Curry a pervert, and then it Tim just, Curry leaves leaves Macaulay Culkin alone because he doesn't want to upset his dad who's really like, just a blow-up clown the level of foresight that uh he has that <laughs> has is like oh i'm gonna use this recording of my uncle yelling at me calling me a little a little faggot <laughs> that was in the delete <laughs> and uh it was 90s you know we watched the, I, I don't like how they said it either yeah <laughs> yeah the, the disney plus has the edited version where it's called per- pervert said. yeah, yeah but, but I'm it's like you. a bear scene uh faggenstein bear situation <laughs> And, uh, but he's always got all this stuff and, like, just knows that he'll be able to use it at some point. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I feel like if if I did something like that, it, um, I would be like, oh, I'm in the clear. I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been caught immediately. Well, he's uh, eventually he gets found out because his parents report the card stolen, hope, hoping to uh, what be a, able to track down What Kevin. a wild move to... Cut off your so, your lonesome son's only form of payment, or well, I think maybe they didn't cut it off. They just reported it stolen so they could get the alert. Mm. But then Tim Curry, who's a bad guy, immediately just like instead of calling the cops, just kicked him out. Kicks him out. Is that still recording over there? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I don't know. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, just throws a kid out on the street. Uh, he meets our president Donald Trump for a minute. And then who, yeah, who points him towards the lobby. Yeah. Just like Little Rascals, another classic Trump. Uh, well, I, I had a quick theory about that, real, if we can uh, insert yeah. it. Because, so it's Donald Trump in New York, um, where he lives. But they don't say Mr. Trump or Donald Trump or anything. You're just supposed to know who he is. But he owns his own hotel, so he's in the Plaza Hotel. So I'm thinking maybe he's not Donald Trump in this. He's re- he's doing his character of uh, Waldo's dad from Little Rascals. <laughs> so he's just uh, the businessman. It's man. not Trump yet. Yeah. yeah. It's not Trump. Otherwise, it would have been at the Trump Hotel. That's what I thought. Unless he's uh, doing some sort of uh, acquisition, you know. When when did the when was the Trump Hotel built? The Trump hotels have been around for a long time. Long time. Okay. I mean, because yeah. his his dad I mean, right? started, but his dad was rich before it. I don't know. I should know more about our uh, greatest president. <laughs> oh yeah. He just got impeached. Yeah, but I don't know what, nah, I don't know it's what that means. Nothing. I don't yeah. think. I think he has to, has to like go to the Senate it's, or some it's shit. Still, uh, still counts. Yeah. But it's uh. But I don't think he'll be removed from office. Yeah. Well, because not at least before the next election. No, I don't think so. Well, because the Republicans own the Senate. Yeah, it takes a long time though for. So I it's like, am the Senate. I am the Senate. <laughs> takes a trial. Like it takes a parking ticket. Like six months to get figured out. Like they're not gonna figure out to remove yeah. the president in like before November or whatever. Right, sorry guys, we don't want to get political. Yeah. Um, so now he's out on the street and uh, bullshit out of here. Yeah. He, uh, 
he went to a toy store, met um, some this old man. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, I forget his name, but he was, was pretty cool. Mr. Duncan, like D. Duncan or something like that. But it was FAO Schwartz, I think. And he realizes that Kevin is uh, is pure of heart because he gives some money to sick kids. Mm-hmm. That's where we uh, we're now brought back to uh, Joe Pesci and Marv. The um, sticky ba- the wet bandits. What wet bandits? Bandits. Wet bandits. Wet bandits. <laughs> Throwing an extra N in there. Wet yeah. bandits. Well, they're sticky bandits now. They're the sticky yeah. bandits now because Marv is wearing a tape on his hands. <laughs> Dipping in uh, like Salvation Army buckets. Yeah, just walking out with change. He's all he, throughout this whole movie. Marv is just stealing. Like he, uh, someone's walking by him on the street. He just takes his hat off and puts yeah. it on at the ice skating rink. And that he's he, a scarf <laughs> off. Of someone takes an entire outfit off of. He's so happy. Too, he's he's for, so like, nice. Yeah. Besides wanting to kill a child, yeah. he's a pretty good dude. It's like a um, of mice and men situation, like Lenny and. Oh yeah. What's uh? George. Lenny and George. Yeah. yeah. Marv's like George, and I could see Joe Pesci taking Marv out back and <laughs> bullet in his head. Um, oh yeah, he has to. I like casino of mice and men, of mice and goodfellas. Uh, so, let's uh, let's we jump, skip around a little bit. Uh, they they see Kevin, which is insane to bump into somebody in New York, uh, most populated city. Uh, but they bump into each other, freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, they immediately tell Kevin their whole plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like somebody somebody's got to find out about this. This is such a good plan. They're gonna rob the toy store because. No one's gonna do business the night before Christmas. FAO Schwartz has a big tub of money. Just that he's a just a money charity. tub that he, yeah, just sitting just sitting in front in like in the window, a treasure chest of money. They're gonna steal that, and then uh, Kevin decides that he he's gonna stand up for it because you can't steal presents from kids on Christmas. Right. The, the way they do it is they just hide in a little gingerbread house. Hours. Wait for the thing to close, and then they're just gonna walk out. Hella cash. Yeah. They just escaped prison, and after they got caught in the first one, immediately go to New York, yeah. immediately start robbing again, and immediately run into the guy. That Almost like prison jail. doesn't teach you a lesson. Yeah. Not at all. I have more faith in our justice system. <laughs> no. But, yeah, so he, he stops the, the robbery by throwing a brick through the window with a nice little note attached to it to alert the police, knowing that they're going to chase him. Right. And like, Well, he, he records their whole conversation about how they're going to kill him and how, how they're going to rob the store take some polaroids too guess guess what with that fucking recorder thing yeah huge by the, the way it's so big and like it's his whole hand yeah he's after him his he has like an uncle an aunt and uncle that own a townhome in new york and it's being renovated while it's they're a huge traveling place to Paris. Too. yeah that place would cost place. 10 million dollars i know new york real estate i live in new york <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should start releasing this on Eastern Standard Time. I mean, I do. I, I always text you guys in, in your home time. Make sure we're uh, on the same page. Uh, oh, yeah. So- check, check. Should be... Should be recording, right? Yeah, we're still going. All right, sweet. Check. Yeah, check, check. Cool. All right. Little. Sorry about that. that part out. Yep. Um, oh yeah, so he sets it up for hijinks. He eventually uh, beats the fuck out of these guys. Yeah, gets away with help of the uh, the pigeon lady who we met earlier. She's a homeless woman in the park. Which one was your favorite 
um, pigeon. Your favorite prank or your favorite uh, like little trick? What do you, what are those things called? Booby trap. What was your favorite booby trap? In this one? Oh, the titty obstacles. The titty obstacles. Uh, uh I like the. I kind of like just the classic paint, the paint buckets. Ones, yeah. yeah. Well, and they knew about that one, so yeah. they missed it. Uh, I liked where he like pulled a light switch and it lit his head on fire and then he knew that he would put his head in the toilet because he un- undid the sink and, worked, <laughs> and then he put kerosene in the toilet yeah. so it just blew up and he does a, does a handstand on the toilet <laughs> is he, Kevin's so smart he leaves a lot of the lights without booby traps but Joe Pesci's very hesitantly stepping through doors and pulling and pulling like lamps no gets tricks his up. gets his count up Right as he's finally feeling good, he's like, oh, this place is different. Walks through the door, pulls the light, very confidently, without really looking, and then he gets his head sprayed mm-hmm. on fire. Does a fucking uh, handstand Beautiful, in the Beautiful, like, textbook gymnast handstand. The man that couldn't even walk up the steps ten minutes prior, flips up, dips his head in the water. That's, Who would dip his head like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't That's know. twice, though, he's burned his head, right? He burned his head on the first one, too. Yeah. I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, I just get down on my knees and like. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I, I mean the. Is this? No, he didn't step on the nails in this one. That one always gave me the, the heebie-jeebies. Uh, I think the classic. He, there, for some reason, there was a, hole going from like the first floor all the way to the yeah the basement all the way to the ceiling like five floors up. So they got just, they got knocked into that hole several times. Yeah. And he tied like a hundred pound bag of flour to the top of it. Marv is pulling the rope. It's not budging somehow. And then as soon as he's climbing up, the flour well, bag dumps on his head. So, <laughs> yeah, so eventually he gets away and he gets help from the pigeon lady, who's his best friend, and she's super nice. The cops arrest the sticky bandits and then just let a child go off again into the night. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty- <laughs> They're like, all right, well, thanks for the help. And then they... Get him out of there. Just disappears. Eventually, the parents come back. They find him in New York uh, at the big Christmas tree, Rockefeller Center, because Christmas. He loves Christmas trees. Mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of, I'm gonna be honest with you. I almost teared up when uh, when the mom was having the conversation with the police officer, and they were talking about their missing kids. Or mm-hmm. she, uh, the cops like let us do our job, man. Stop looking for him, pretty much. And she's like, "What would you do? Do you have kids, officer? What would you do?" And he's like probably doing the same old thing yeah. uh, reluctant older wise black police officer and then he's the one that leads her to it by saying get your just by saying what's what what are some things he likes yeah <laughs> he goes it's like uh he likes uh, <laughs> likes jerking off <laughs> like, uh, uh he checked all the he, wa- he watches a lot of gay porn yeah, uh, uh what it, like he likes going to uh he likes getting jerked off by by Asian, by Asian women. Thank God that she knows one thing about her son that he's able to find. Yeah. Like that he just First loves thing she Christmas says trees. It's like, oh, Christmas trees, that's where you'd be and it's like I'm excited when I go back. Oh, better go to Thirty Rock. I'm gonna go look at the the Christmas tree. Do you think Macaulay Culkin shows up every year? Uh that's how he meets his mom. They don't have phones. So they, they have an arrangement. They have to meet him there. That would be pretty good. And then so yeah, so they end up uh, happy ending. He finds his dad finds out he charged like four grand worth of no, it's only like nine hundred bucks yeah. worth of stuff. But he also probably spent all that cash too. He's pretty mad at his son for surviving in New York. Yeah, uh, without them. He one quick second on this pigeon lady. So 
at the start of the movie, kind of similar to the first. This movie's almost a, a carbon copy of the first one, except it's in New York. Yeah. But he meets like an older homeless, uh, I think homeless woman. She's very homeless. Who's feeding the pigeons? They're all over her. He runs away the first time. After he donates money to the FAO Schwartz guy, the the guy gives him a, two turtle dove ornaments and says, "Give the one, give one to keep one, and give one to someone you care about." Gives it to the pigeon lady after going up to the belfry of a bell tower of a church. And hanging out with her and her pigeons, uh, kind of creepy there. And then she took him up into the top of that orchestra hall. Mm-hmm. She just ha- she just knows everything. She's like a homeless woman, but lives in a sweet ass tower. Yeah. Feeds the pigeons. He gives her one of the turtle doves, and then he. I think gives they, her a kiss on Christmas morning. I think they start dating. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That's why he met her after after him and his family got reunited. The toy FAO Schwartz. Uh, look alike again. Donates comes through. Donates all these toys to the to the family. There's people out there that could use those toys. Not the family staying in oh, penthouse yeah, of a absolutely. hotel. Uh, the they actually took those toys from the sick kids and gave them to Kevin. <laughs> but then he leaves that party and goes and hangs out with his new girlfriend, this pigeon lady, his older woman. Okay, well that's the movie. Um, oh, one one quick side note. I just looked at my notes. Uh, there's a part where in like the montage of him just living it up in New York, and he jumps in the pool, and then his shorts come up, and he does the classic like <gasps> face that he. <laughs> yeah. But there was like a period of time in the '90s where like uh, kid nudity or implied kid nudity that was like a, a gag in itself. Yeah. Like jumping in, shorts are gone, little kids naked, and everyone's just <laughs> like, staring at him. Just yeah. like, you know, Rascals, yeah, yeah. And little rascals. That that was like a common gag. That like you see the shorts floating away. Yeah, like, that's just little kid penis just around. Yeah, yeah. you can't you can't be can't do that. Joking. Yeah, that's can't a do that. Category of comedy that we can't even use anymore. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't see little kids' butts yeah, anymore. <laughs> super cut of all the little kid needed to be. All the uh, shorts floating away. In I think Colkin's shorts are floating away at the uh, at the Neverland Ranch a little bit too. No. Michael never touched him. It's a lead. It's all allegations. He made him let the boy walk. <laughs> We've said that on every episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, My- Michael never touched not Colkin. Touched Colkin. No. He was like a little jealous. I think he was. Or or maybe he's like the madam of the house, or he's like the he's like watching. Yeah. He's bringing in the other boys. He goes, "Hey, Michael's gonna love you." <laughs> Ooh. Like Epstein's wife was doing that shit. I'm pretty sure. It was a mistress, yeah. Macaulay Culkin. You know, was rounding up, uh, was rounding up little women. She watched Little Women and then whores. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> okay, you guys get some uh, some fan theories, some uh, connections out of this guy. Uh, nothing too crazy, of course. I'm going to go with uh, Rob Schneider just to bring up one of my favorite movies once again, Surf Ninjas, which came out a couple years after this, I think, or before. I don't he's know. in Surf Ninjas? Yeah, dude. He's the white comic relief. We should do Surf Ninjas. Okay. I've never after seen this it. movie. I've never seen that either. In New York, after Rob Schneider is makes enough money, he, at the start of the movie, he's counting all of his tip money. Tim Curry says, put that away, you fucking idiot. 
he does. But he's got a he's got a stack. Yeah, he's got a he's big doing all right because he's asking for tips. And Trump is there too, so <laughs> he's probably in the cabinet now. Probably. Maybe he's Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the McAllisters stress him out because there's hijinks of Buzz giving him gum and Kevin giving him gum and not money uh, as a tip. Stresses him out. Says fuck it. I'm moving out to L.A. I'm gonna hit the beach. Make some new friends, enjoy this weather, get away from these fucking little creeps. McAllister's meets up with with the two uh, Asian guys in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen Surf Ninjas. You gotta yeah. See and that's how it's done. Okay, I like that one. Rob Schneider, too, I was thinking um, that he, he's the younger brother of Rob Schneider's character in Big Daddy. Oh, so nice. and they live together. So when they yeah. go home, they have their own little sitcom of like them two together. <laughs> the uh, or that's his like cousin from, yeah. from wherever country he's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like taking him in. That's in New York too. Big Daddy. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't read neither one of them. <laughs> this should just be called the Rob Schneider verse. Uh, I mean, I'm, he probably <laughs> plays the same character or family members of character like. <laughs> You can do a guy yeah, yeah, like his his uncle in uh, Waterboy is just from Louisiana. Well, I've, been some, I've been doing some extra work in movies or in some uh, TV shows, and I'm gonna keep doing them on different shows just to connect the yeah. universes. <laughs> uh, Detective Munch, yeah, uh, and SVU. Uh, um, another uh, another brother one theory I had is uh, Marv's like the bad brother, and then his good brother is. Um, in uh in uh rookie of the year um oh nice that's like his brother he lives in chicago and um oh yeah. coaches for the cubs that, that kooky, uh, yeah kooky coach i think the kid from rookie of the year grows up to be uh the guy in american pie i think so yeah i would say yeah going down on terror reed yeah reading uh reading the manual while he's doing while he's doing it, yeah poster. that's all that, i mean that's how that's how GL? Oh, JGL's rookie of the year, right? What? Or is he Angel of the Outfield? I think JGL's Angels in the Outfield. JGL's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, no, I don't think he he's he's not in those. That's the same. Rookie of the year is the kid from American Pie. Yeah, right. And JGL I is yeah, Agent in the Outfield. Yeah, right. Asians in the Outfield. Asians in the Outfield. Check that out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Cheers Kevin McAllister has a copy of that. Yeah, we need to. Uh, <laughs> I'll see. My neighbor sells DVDs on my porch, so I'll see if he uh, if he's got it. So, well, that I mean that works in with uh, Angels in the Outfield. Our friend Liam, uh, I put on Facebook asking for if they had any theories, and his was that the uh, that the pigeon lady, after it was all inspired by Kevin, kind of turned her life around and became the like house mom for an orphanage that would later uh, bring through JGL and Angels of the Outfield. So that's a that's a real full circle. That's a good one. Yeah, I like I like that pigeon lady uh, from Daniel Day Lewis's early role, My Left Foot, about the guy with knees and all he could do was move his left foot. foot. He wrote a book and uh, fucked all these women. He fucked a lot of women. Fam- uh, he was he was sought after. This guy was cerebral palsy. All he could do was he painted with his left foot. He wrote with his left foot. I'm guessing he pleased women with his left foot as well but they fanned over him she plays his mother in that really she, the person that she's talking about the the reason the pigeon lady says she uh is living 
homelessly as a homeless person uh, it's because her husband homelessness oh, sorry, thank you her <laughs> husband left her and the person don't let what the person that she loved escaped her or got left her life or something yeah because she said he fell out of love with her or something I think the husband fell out of love because she was such a caring mom for yeah. uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and, caused a and the movie caused a riff husband left Daniel Day-Lewis He's just drowning. In, he's, he literally drowned in put. Yeah. <laughs> no, he <laughs> told blast and everyone, and then she moves to New York. Well, I bet he could still get. Town. I bet he could still get erections. I didn't do the science on it. I'm not sure. Well, have you seen uh, the Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking's movie? No. Well, he's like his body. You know, shut. He had uh, ALS, I believe. His body was like shutting down, but he was still. Uh, like, I don't think he, he had was ALS. Did he not? He had something. Maybe is that is that what I dump, he, dumped water on myself for? ALS, we definitely would have seen him do the bucket yeah. challenge. Sure. Well, he would have. It would have fried his computer, and like he can't be dumping water on Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Yeah, he would. But he he was still getting his wife pregnant and like cheating on her and stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the exact situation. And his buddy his buddy asks like, he's like, how does that work? And he goes, it just proves that uh, that like that the body and the mind are two different things or like basically saying that like your penis does its own thing yeah <laughs> wait that's what he said but yeah like he's like he's like yeah I have like the greatest mind ever and, is that and, his famous theory of relativity yeah <laughs> the boner's all relative the theory of everything <laughs> fucking string theory <laughs> fixed yeah. drink but I uh, I got one that uh, so there's that scene where the, the sticky bandits are chasing Kevin and it's at the very end and then he slips and falls and they catch up to him mm-hmm. I think that Kevin uh, died yeah. when he when he fell like just split his head fucking open like <laughs> head like an belly. aneurysm or yeah, he's fucking dead dude and then uh, he's fucking <laughs> because everything that happens afterwards is almost like it's like so perfect like everything happens yeah. he like the pigeon lady shows up uh, everything he wants happens his mom shows back up um, so I think he like dies and then uh, he's in a coma. Yeah, and he and the other guys. Uh, I think the sticky bandits are actually like demons, which is like a theory online too. And the pigeon lady might be like the angel of death, and uh, they. <laughs> what, like, that's why they can like get the shit kicked out of them and like not die is because they're like not they're like ghosts. <laughs> yeah, because if I took a brick to the face, yeah, I would probably die. <laughs> Joe Pesci's character is uh, his. It's like a ghost like uh assassin person because uh, he's the same character from goodfellas that got like whacked but yeah in the underworld. i was gonna say yeah it's a is the pigeon lady the one orchestrating it all she's the puppet master she needs she wants kevin to die and come home maybe she needs a friend she, needs she summons pigeons dead dead goodfella pesci yeah called him up come she goes he goes do i look like a fucking clown to you <laughs> like, a, like a joke like funny i make you laugh <laughs> um, there's a really popular one on the internet that Kevin grew up to be the uh, the jigsaw. Yeah. Saw. Did you ever see that? Uh, tell me a little bit more. Uh, well, that's like he uh, from... he loves fucking with people. Yeah, he loves fucking. Yeah. Very, he's very good at like hurting people in elaborate ways. And then it it, it kind of I think it kind of went down like the uh, his parents just kept leaving him and forgetting about him, so he just kind of slowly went kind of uh, insane. I mean, Buzz is. Is a terrible brother. There's a after the after they room a musical, Buzz is apologizing to his family and then in like a very 
like 12 angry men type like courtroom drama yeah. speech yeah he like puts on a very he even says speech. ladies and gentlemen of the jury yeah apologizes and then looks it back at Kevin when his family can't see and calls him what a trout sniffer trout sniffer <laughs> anyone's ever said to anyone I, I was worried I, I couldn't could even say anymore. what does it mean yeah you know what it means is it trout is it talking about like like a dong or like, or like a puss. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, cause, I mean, if it's like a puss, then it could be a compliment. Cool. Unless he's gay, then maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think gay dudes are like, oh, I bet you eat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet you fuck women. <laughs> you fucking dork. <laughs> you fucking dork. <laughs> are you straight? Yeah, there's got to be fucking... a slur to call straight people. So then gay dudes are talking, talking shit. They can, I'm sure they... The gay guys, they're great at, uh, like, making up names. Like, they have, like, all the classifications, like, bear, otter. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> Those are the big two. Bear, otter, gay. Because isn't a bear just, like, a big hairy man or something like that? An otter is, like, a, is like a little hairy man. Yeah. And, and thanks for listening. This is two straight white guys. Two straight white guys and uh, a straight Mexican dude. Talk about gay culture, figuring it out. <laughs> Talk through something. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. <laughs> um, that's how we pivot. Jeremy pivots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also think that like Kevin might have some sort of like mystical power. Like he can kind of. It seems like he can wish things into existence. He he like. He's so fucking charming in this movie. When yeah. he's talking to the lady at the front desk, he's just smooth as probably his ass. You think <laughs> little Tolkien? You think you think he can like predict what happens next? And he's the boy version of Nick Cage in next. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> he grows up to become Nick Cage, and he can predict the future. Yeah, he's a uh, he's some, when he says the the line to the lady like uh, he doesn't want me to get into mischief. But I gotta be honest. Sometimes I get into mischief. Yeah. But we all do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this kid. I could would like buy a house off this guy. Yeah. Grew up to be a used car salesman or something. Uh huh. He films the famous line. Uh, is that in the first one? Like that movie? You filthy animal. Yeah. No, that's in this one. But is it in the first one? As well? I don't think that's a real movie. It's not. It's like made for. Oh, no, they made it. Yeah. But yeah, it's in the first one, he says, "Keep the change, you filthy animal." Oh, okay. But so is it's, he watching so it's, the movie as well? He is watching the movie, yeah. Oh, so it's the same. It's like it's when he does it to the pe- the pizza guy. Yeah. I like how that's a very famous line, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. People say it like, as like mm-hmm. a fun thing. But right after he says it, he just brutally just peppers a woman with a... <laughs> <laughs> so, when Tom Curry and Rob Schneider and the crew is... Uh, and, and like the hotel staff are chasing him to kick him out for the stolen credit card... He plays the TV recording of this uh, fake mov- uh, movie scene in the universe of Home Alone, this movie scene uh, where it's this old-time gangster talking to a woman about all the men that she's slept with, and she's denying Cliff, it. Leo with the gimpy leg, Snuffy. <laughs> they have their names like that. And they're all, and then he threatens to shoot them, and, uh, and like, Tim Curry and Rob Schneider think they're about to get murdered by this, by this old 1920s yeah. gangster with a Tommy gun. Of my Tommy gun does. 
but but my Tommy gun don't. <laughs> and a happy New Year. Kevin, Kevin, as he's escaping, comes back, like risks getting caught just so he could hear the final line of this yeah. fake movie. Well, when he's naming all the guys that she's been uh, smooching, you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> through all the names, it's like Cheeks, Gimpy, Leo. Uh, Cliff, and then the the doorman is Cliff. He's like this old guy, and they all look at him. And I just implied gayness is another <laughs> like yeah. trope that they used to use that just isn't they, the thing anymore. The, the huge joke of it was that Tim Curry was kissing the, the doorman named Cliff. And, yeah, and the, everyone's looking at him like, "What are you a fag?" You know? <laughs> yeah, losing it. There's, Nowadays you can't like, can't do that. Well, or it'd just be like, you know what? You're so brave. Yeah, wow, you're wow, you you're you're so powerful. Yeah, <laughs> and encouraging. <laughs> and the guy with the gimpy leg, hell yeah. My uh, I was doing a an open mic uh, in Logan Square at this coffee shop at like in the afternoon, and this guy goes up and he goes, "So I'm gay," and we're all just like watching, like, "All right, you know, like whatever." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh wow, thanks for the support," and then we all clap, and I'm like, "Are we still clapping for gays?" You know, like. <laughs> and then my buddy leans over to me and goes, it's 4.30 uh, at a Logan Square coffee shop. We're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> when does it stop you, Brave? Yeah. I feel like coming out is probably not as a... Uh, I mean, maybe in some places. I don't want to pass, pass judgment. You know? I'm sure it is in some. Not as though, for some... Because it's like, hey, right on, cool. Yeah, yeah. the fucking... Now that gender reveal parties really took all the, the fluff and yeah. stuff, gay reveals are not as fun. <laughs> What color? It's just a rainbow. You uh, that's how you show you're having a gay baby. <laughs> Some of the gender reveal. Just, <laughs> that would be a funny one. I hope I get invited to one one day. I hope I get invited yeah. to one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still working figuring out what I'm cooking with. I was listening to Nick <laughs> Nick Swartzen's old stand-up, and he was talking about how he uh, on MySpace his MySpace profile he put another joke that wouldn't hold up anymore uh, that he put not sure for his sexual orientation. And he's just talking about how, like, how he was just baffled that that's a thing, which now every like that's a thing yeah, people like, talk about, like straight, or just gay, like, whatever, bisexual. No fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, I jerked off my stove the other day. <laughs> Nowadays, that's just uh, that's just normal. Yeah, <laughs> the new normal. Yeah, it's just. I date women, and it's uh, very brave of me, I'd say. Yeah. And, uh, pretty boring, to brave, be honest. Brave, yeah, yeah. Brave, brave of them as well. I'm thinking about going on a, a date with a dude just to get a little nervous again. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been nervous on a date in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I've done this before. Hey, I just need something to do. Yeah. Are we gonna kiss? Is yeah. Gonna see, jacket? Yeah. see maybe that's how you. Who pays? Him. Do we get in a fist fight? Yes. <laughs> Beat the hell out of each other. Is that? I mean, technically, like. There's no domestic abuse, right? If it's two dudes, I, I say you, your lawyer goes up and he goes, "Honor, let the boys play." Yeah. <laughs> it is tough. I don't know who. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who gets to cry in a gay relationship. I've thought about that a lot. Like normally, <laughs> women women cry and then they win the argument. But if it's two dudes or two women, you can't both win. Yeah, you can't both cry, or both of them cry. You ask a gay dude, you say, who's the woman? And they, they get offended because you think it's about sex. And it's like, I don't care how you have sex. I just want to know who gets to cry. Yeah. <laughs> who, gets to, who wins the arguments? Yeah, who, who gets yeah. to win arguments here? 
Who's the one who's that, right all the time? Yeah. Who's the, who's the one that gets so upset that they start crying and then you yeah. and then they feel bad for you? <laughs> yeah. They, dudes can cry, but you get like one, one a year. Yeah. And well, then and you, then and your your girlfriend will call you a pussy or something. <laughs> she'll uh, she'll blow you, but she won't be happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I cut that part out. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Gummy have, have 45 cameras on us. <laughs> this is serious. Uh, uh, all right, do we have any more uh, any more theories? Uh, I guess I got one more quick one that I read online. That they said that the toy store guy and the pigeon lady used to be married. Oh yeah. That they're, that they're oh online. yeah. So then she was probably really taken aback when yeah. he gave her one of those turtle doves. What if she took it and she just like spiked store. it on the ground? She's like, you fuck. He <laughs> put you up to this. Yeah. Here. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Fuck. This I'm is... out here. I fucked these birds. <laughs> I'm out here hanging out with these fucking birds all day. The way the pigeon lady saves the day just by dumping that seeds on Harry and Marv and all the pigeons attack here. How many birds do you think you could walk? Like there's a tunnel of birds coming at you. How many? No. How do you think you could walk, walk by, or I no think, weapons, just swinging? I think we should open up a place where, like, we can get I can, pretty much just like a room where we get a bunch of birds, put on like a little protective of the suit, and you just get a bunch of food on there, and you just go in rooms. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> money tanks, just shooting the air, because it's just birds flying around and eating. Back, and you know, you see how long you last, and then you just get gamed out. Can you like punch him though? Can you yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That would be fun as hell. Yeah. Then eventually, like. The what? birds just stick in it birds. long enough. Who like <laughs> making it through? They start fucking each other and making these like super birds, <laughs> making it harder. Yeah, yeah. And then if you get left in there, you know, well, what if you they, die? What, That's it. You could have extended that scene when Marv and Harry got like by the birds, and they're just like their eyes are like pecked out, and like they're just like skins all gone. You think? Yeah. You think her birds are the birds in in the movie Birds? Some of them, yeah, definitely descendants. <laughs> they're too well behaved. Or some of them are, maybe she works in, uh, in, she's an assassin in John Wick 3. And that's how she kills people? Mm-hmm. She's throwing, because they use that, that, like, that, that pigeon network in John Wick 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's married uh, to Lawrence Fishburne in, oh, that'd be in good. J-Dub 3. That's good. <laughs> big fan. Power to him. Yeah. Not for me, but I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in my house, but. Oh, I used to do a joke about how I, uh. I say I've never been in an interracial relationship, and um, like not because I like have any uh, thing against it, but it does make me nervous. <laughs> and uh, I would go, I would say this like really slow, and the payoff, or I'll sell the punch in a second, but I do this really slow. And at one point, this black guy in the audience looks at me, and he just gives the like speed it up, <laughs> like get to the point, dude. <laughs> like we think you're this horrible. <laughs> but I used to say that I didn't want to be in a in a relation interracial relationship because if I had kids. Uh, mixed kids. I didn't want to be the white dad because everyone I know who has like a who's a mixed race just talks so much shit about their gay <laughs> white dad, their dorky white dad. I'm like I just want to be dad, you know. Yeah. Not my loser white dad. It's funny being Mexican and I only usually date white girls that like going to their family parties and stuff. Like especially on the south side, it's like you can tell they there's a little reserve. Yeah. <laughs> People talk a little uh, nicer, which is funny. Our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Do they check? Do they check the ideas? IDs of everyone at this party? <laughs> just, just me. 
Yeah, to bring your papers. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. You you got a you got a green card, buddy? <laughs> I've lived here forever. Forever, I was born. I was born here, man. I always loved how in college that uh, you would stand out like a brown thumb in the <laughs> Southside Irish Parade. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Decked out green, like the Southside Irish Parade in college. Or like the, yeah. they always do like bar crawls and yeah. stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> the only brown a parade around bars it's just a bar crawl <laughs> so many white people and then there's just a little brown me wobbling away in like, a, like an injured cub yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> all you gotta do is drink and all your problems will go away <laughs> you don't want no part of this makes your good your bad feelings turn into good feelings I think I kinda want it <laughs> It makes sex even better. <laughs> all right, well, I think that's pretty much all I got there. Yeah. yeah. My uh, note, uh, the title card of this is Home Alone, and then the E is lowercase. Uh-huh. Why? It, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't home know. Home on home or home on the E on alone? The E on alone. Hmm. I don't even notice it. Home Alon. Home Alon. Home Alani. I think I, I met Alani the other night. <laughs> she was cute. Interracial dating. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, Want to go watch Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, let's go watch Star Wars. Well, 10 out of 10. Hope, yeah, 10 out of 10. Uh, I think I enjoyed the first one better than the second one, but they're still awesome movies. I, think I appreciate this one now because I live in New York and I can like see the places that I, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, that's where I ran away from Joe Pesci. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's where the that's where I, Twin Towers used to be. Oh, yeah. When he's standing on the World Trade Center, we were talking about like, <laughs> what if, <laughs> like, scene, like, like, 9-11 just happened. <laughs> And that's why the movie never got finished. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or he thwarted nine eleven. Like he bailed, he made some like kind of a like machine that yeah. <laughs> that dodged a plane, <laughs> got rid of. What if? What if he? What if? Oh, what if next one? What if? Terrorist. Yeah, that or what if he is the one who like planted? If you're going down like a conspiracy theory, he's the one who planted the bombs. He's, in the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in cahoots with George W. Bush. That uh, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, I'll, let's write that movie. Yeah. I would love to see uh, if they can, they need to de-age Macaulay Culkin to get, yeah. I want Kid Macaulay Culkin pranking fucking Osama Bin Laden and some terrorists. Oh, that'd be good. All up and down. Yeah, why didn't that start as a thing of him like taking, he gets like hired by government agencies mm-hmm. to uh, just, he's like, hey, can you give me a gun? He goes, nah, you just gotta work with what you find, really. Yeah. Uh, we trust you. Low budget. This kid grows up to be a, uh, MacGyver. Oh yeah, he's definitely a MacGyver type. I was always trying to set up like booby traps and things growing up. I was never as good at it as he was. You think he's like an Avenger and like that's a superpower? He just puts people into booby traps. I mean, he planned that shit in like three hours. He has like a schematic. Yeah. I used to love making schematics. I found the love just rolling a big thing of paper out on the table. Oh, dude, I found the blueprints to our house, to my parents' house, and I would just I would spread that thing out, and I'd like, I'd look at it, and I'd be like, you know, I knew how to get around in my house. <laughs> you planned your route. I mean, this was when I had all that spy gear, too. 
I was a real uh, Kevin McAllister type. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like growing up with two brothers, there's no time for doing your own shit. You're always fighting for yeah. the remote or some shit. Yeah, you know, thanks for highlighting how, uh, how lonely I was. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm just trying to say is get some goddamn friends. Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to yell the same thing at me. Say, stop doing that queer magic shit. Yeah. And, and I was like, I have a friend here. Is that why? You're really embarrassed. <laughs> is that why? Is that why you had the your like microphones or whatever so you can hear your dad call you a queer oh, to yeah. your mom behind your back? Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show all of you. <laughs> I'm gonna go to New York, New York City, and dance <laughs> where they let me dance. I'm gonna be a comedic dancer. Uh, yeah, I'd say overall. Two thumbs way, way up. Yep. Better than I remembered. Tied for Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 3 and Home Alone 4 for my favorite Home Alone. Yeah. Get the box set, super cut. I want to. I would love to see the future Home Alone people, the like 3 and 4, because those are different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see them like... It's just form a crew, Home Alone crew. Form, well, first though, before they meet, blend as the crew, they have to fight each other. Yeah. Just like all good crews. Just like Fast and Furious. Yeah. Exactly. They, they have a prank off. Mikey Day from SNL is writing the new one. There's a new Home Alone? There's always a new Home Alone. Good point. Well, I'll check it out. I'll have to watch it. All right, cool. Well, this was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So let's go get some food and go see Star Wars. Absolutely. Right. Peace.